Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. How to find a routine for success. Are you a morning or afternoon runner? When I first started running almost 10 years ago, I worked an early morning shift, so I had to be an afternoon runner. I always wished that I could run in the morning, but when I had to leave for work by you know 6 a.m., I just could not get up early enough to do a morning run. Instead, I opted to work out after work. That means I was an afternoon runner. I later worked for a company who had a later morning type culture, so I didn't really have to be into work until 9 a.m. So I needed to leave for work at about 8 a.m. This gave me an extra 90 minutes in the morning, and it allowed me to get my run in. But let me tell you, it was an extremely difficult transition to go from running in the afternoon to running in the morning, even though I was given the time to do so. So despite not having to wake up that much earlier, I feel like it was almost impossible to run in the morning for the first couple of weeks and months I had that new job. I soon made the full transition and could never go back to running in the afternoon completely. So today we're just going to be talking a little bit about how to set yourself up for success no matter what type of routine you pick for yourself. You don't have to be a morning runner to be, you know, a quote unquote like real runner. Um, And it's just all about finding what works for your specific schedule based on what you do for a job, right? Because most of us are just runners as a hobby. And so we have to figure out the best way to fit running into our life. So job is first, family is first, and running just has to fit in somewhere. So we're just going to kind of guide you through how to find where running should fit best in your schedule and maybe how to make a routine that's going to help you become successful because we're starting off a new year and people have new goals. They want to get back on track. They want to find a routine. They want to be consistent. And the best way that you can make improvements in the sport of running is to be as consistent as possible for as long as possible. And so having a routine that works is super critical if you want to be successful in the sport long term. So Jason, what type of day or what time of day do you run and have you ever switched that? Yeah, so lately I would say I'm kind of like what what I would call a mid-morning runner. I like to get up and kind of do a little work and and um, you know, do my dad duties around the house a little bit and then kind of go for a run, but it's, it's, it's been different over the years. I've, um, you know, prior to marriage and kids, I think I was always an afternoon runner. Um, I pretty much had a normal work day, like seven to three thirty or four o'clock. Um, when I was coaching, it just was natural to work, uh, to do my runs with the team after school. So, um, that worked out well. And then during like, um, non-coaching seasons, I would still kind of run after work. Um, and then I think just, a couple of years ago is when I kind of transitioned to more like early morning running before work. I just found out that I think it was going to cause, um, you know, everybody less, 
less stress. No one would have to like sacrifice family time if I could get up, get up and get the run done before, um, you know, before moving on with the day, before the work day, and then coming home, I could just be, be around for dinner and all that. So, um, yeah, I've done it all. And I think that, you know, no matter what time you choose to run, um, you just have to look at, um, you know, what time of day is going to be kind of the, the, the best for you to maximize your time, um, you know, and looking at those other times that you're freeing up so that is it worth, you know, freeing up time in the afternoon so that you can get your run done in the morning? Um, or would it be better for your family if you just ran quick right after work? Or I've, I've even done late night runs where you run, you know, as the sun's going down like eight o'clock. I know that's harder in the winter time, but, um, you know, maybe after the kids go to bed and I know I have some athletes that do that. Um, so it's kind of like whatever you, you know, whatever you think is going to be best for your situation and your family. I know sometimes if you wait though, and you're an, you're a late afternoon or even evening runner, uh, the day can kind of get away from you. And then what we start to do is maybe look for reasons why we shouldn't run. And so you just have to be kind of prepared for that. Um, and you know, not allow yourself to be too exhausted and go and just go to bed instead of getting your run done. So I think just planning ahead and, um, it may take some trial and error on all accounts to figure out what's best for you. Yeah, I think it's important to just know yourself and then be flexible with that. So like you said, um, you run at different times based on different seasons of life or based on different jobs that you have. And that's really important to kind of be flexible within that. So just because you get a new job where you have to be in the office at 7 a.m. doesn't mean you have to give up on running, right? So maybe you just need to change when you run. Maybe you're running over lunch. Maybe you're running in the afternoon. Um maybe you still are running in the morning, but you have to figure out what works for you. Some people, it's like they can be morning runners and it's not an issue and they can make that transition. But other people, it's like they could run at 11 p.m. and fall asleep immediately after. And you have to really figure out like where do you fall on the spectrum, right? Um, Maybe you're someone who would be able to take a lunch break and go run on your lunch. I know that's something that I used to take advantage of um, at both of the corporate jobs that I had. Um, You know, you don't necessarily need to tell someone that you're going to go run. It's like if you have an hour lunch break and that's like the culture there, just go for it. Go on a run, you know, bring bring some things to kind of clean up after, like some wet wipes and change of clothes or if there's a shower on the premises. But, you know, with COVID-19, a lot of people are still working from home and having that ability um, so if there is a break in between Indians <coughs> where you could schedule, you know, like a quote unquote run, um, I think that's really what you guys should be taking advantage of uh, for sure. If if there is a break in the day and then um, just eating your, your uh, lunch at your desk after that, right? So you're still kind of working, you're just working and eating at the same time. But being able to have those breaks throughout the day, I think is really important, even just to break your day up. I used to love doing um, lunch runs. So just whatever works for you um, is really important, but it's going to be different for each person. And I also think it's important to look at what other people in your household are doing for their routine. So Jason and I are married and so we both, and we have kids at home. So it's like, we can't run at the same time every day. Um, typically just because, you know, some someone has to be watching the kids and, you know, we both can't leave the house at the same time. So you really have to be dynamic and understanding there. So if, you know, your spouse is more of like a morning runner, maybe if you could do it right away in the afternoon or finding a time that really works, um, with you. So 
in terms of running in the morning versus the afternoon, when you made that transition, um, if you ever have from doing more of an afternoon to an early, early morning, what were some things that helped you during that transition? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to, to get used to was just uh, having to wake up earlier and, you know, you're missing out a little bit on sleep. I think over time I just would go to bed a bit earlier. So I wasn't having to sacrifice less sleep, but, um, you know, I'm not the person that can just like jump out of bed and be like wide awake and like ready to run out the door. Um, but I did learn to probably be, give myself about 20 minutes and then I'd be like on the treadmill. So I would, I would kind of set my stuff out the night before. That's one thing I would always do, um, my clothes. And then I would just have my kind of my routine. Like, what am I going to do the first thing I wake up? You know, I, I wear contacts. I know that's important. I have to put those in right away. I'm going to have to use a bathroom. I don't like to run without at least consuming something, whether that's at least some water. Um, if it's an easy run, I'll just, I will, if, if I'm running super early in the morning, yeah, I'll run off just uh, maybe a half a bottle of water and that's it. Um, if it's, if I have a workout plan, I like to eat something small, even if it's like a granola bar or a half a banana or something like that. So that's what I kind of learned to do was just um, figure out, you know, what what I need to do to be more motivated. I know the biggest thing too was uh, doing the workouts in the morning. That was difficult for me because, you know, it's one thing to get up and run, um, but to have the energy to want to like push through and, and make it uncomfortable, that was a challenge for me. Um, and I know people, a lot of times people like to have their caffeine or whatnot. And I, I did find pretty, a pretty good solution. I, you know, there's the run gum out there and there's other caffeinated gum. So you could try that too, just to give you that quick, uh, little mental boost that you might need to, um, get out the door early. Yeah, definitely. Transitioning to that early morning. It's, I think it's like a lot of people's dream, right? Like I want to get it done before work. I want to get it done early morning. Um, but you know, it's as rough as it sounds. Right. And I think the first time people try it, you can try it for like a couple days until like kind of like the sleep, you know, kind of catches up with you or like you just start to, it, it drags you down. Right. So I think doing like a gradual build into going into early morning is super critical. So instead of, you know, trying to do a 10 mile workout and kick things off right away, or like, even if it's like a six mile run or five mile run, that's, that's a long ways to go if, if you're not used to it or you never run in the morning. Um, so what I would do is, you know, start with the weekends, right? So start getting out the door a little bit earlier on the weekend. So if you're someone that kind of drives their feet, even on the weekends, when you don't have to work, um, start to kind of shift your run more towards earlier part of the day. Um, then you can start practicing by waking up, you know, 30 minutes earlier, um, during the weekday and just kind of getting, getting some sort of physical activity and maybe it's like a short walk, right? So you don't want to just like dive straight into, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for 3 a.m. when I'm used to waking up at 7 a.m., right? Um, You have to make it really gradual, especially because like our circadian rhythms, um, it takes a while for those to adjust and adapt and you don't want to do anything like too drastic. It's really important to make sure that if you are going to be waking up, you know, an hour earlier that you're going to bed an hour earlier. You don't want to be sacrificing sleep. That's the biggest thing. Um, so you really have to make sure you're able to, if, if you want to set a 3 a.m. alarm, that means you're going to bed at like 7.38. Um, so if that's not realistic for you, I, I don't think you should be setting a 3 a.m. alarm. Um, if you are setting a 5 a.m. alarm, you should be in bed between like 9, 9. I mean, in the nine o'clock hour. And if you're not asleep, you know, by 10, uh, I don't, I don't know if it would be necessarily worth it to like get up that, that much earlier or whatever. 
Um, so you really have to look at prioritizing sleep. That's still super important and just make it gradual, right? So the longer that you get into that rhythm of, you know, going to bed at nine, waking up at five, um, the easier it is. So you start to just fall asleep at like eight 50, you're like exhausted, right? As soon as your head hits the pillow, because you're so used to it. But you know, when you first get into that routine, it's like, you need to let your body time to adjust to that new circadian rhythm because otherwise it's going to be like 11 p.m. You're still not able to sleep, all those sort of things. Um, so a gradual approach definitely works well. You know, on the second week, maybe you wake up an hour earlier and you're going on like a four mile run. And then it's like you gradually build from there. Um, I think for me, it took a full like six weeks to fully adjust and have all of my running mileage in the morning. Um, so some days it was like, I'd still run after work during that transition period because you just have to do it gradually like that. You can't make huge um, shifts. But like you said, laying the clothes out early, doing all those little things ahead of time can go a long way. So what are some tips like in terms of breakfast, like after and, you know, how the morning can be really chaotic if you have kids at home and you have to like get out the door by a certain time? Um, Kind of what are some tips as to managing the time and making sure you can get all the things done in the morning, including your run? Yeah, um, that's definitely, definitely something to think about is figuring out like how to manage that time, especially if you have, you know, if you have other family that depend on you, you need to make sure that you're there getting, getting your other duties accomplished as well. So I think being, being creative, but you need to be on the same page with your significant other, um, like who can do you know, certain tasks, who's maybe going to prepare like a breakfast. There are things you can prepare the night before. Um, you know, I know I've done things. I've done breakfast on the goes before, like taking a smoothie and um, like a piece of toast. Um, you know, maybe like heating up, I don't know, maybe you can make breakfast burritos and then heat those up in the morning. So there are ways to be creative. People do overnight oats as well in the fridge so that it's just ready to grab and go. Um, I know I see a lot of people back when I worked in the schools, they'd bring their breakfast there. Um yeah, so I do remember having to kind of eat, eat, you know, after the run, you basically shower, get dressed, and then you go, and then you have to eat on the road or once you arrive at work. So I think, I think that, yeah, you learn to kind of do what works for you. Um, and then I kind of do agree with you in that when I started transitioning to morning running, I think I just started with like two runs a week. And, um, you know, I'd start with like Monday morning because I'd want my week to start off strong. And then maybe I did my like harder workout in the afternoon Tuesday, just so I made sure I had more energy. Um, and then maybe Wednesday morning was like a short shakeout in the morning. Um, and then Thursday might be like an afternoon run again. And then Fridays I scheduled my rest day. So that kind of set me up where I didn't need to feel like, oh, I'm going to transition 100% right away to morning running. Um, and then once you, you're consistent, you're able to do that. You start to learn over time, like, okay, this is sustainable. It's doable. And then you just, you just add that third day in and then pretty soon you add the fourth day in and it becomes part of your routine. I think that's how you know, when you hear about people that they primarily run in the morning, they wake up at 5 a.m., it's probably something that they've, you know, progressed to over time. And, um, you know, they may have different family dynamics or different work dynamics that allow them uh, a different schedule slightly, or maybe they're forced to do it in the morning. So, you know, that's where you have to, you know, not compare yourself to them as well, but just figure out what's, what's going to be the best thing for you going forward. Yeah, I mean, those are a lot of really good tips. And it kind of takes me back to when I had that corporate job, you know, waking up in the morning. It's just so hard to wake up in the morning. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. They, they feel fatigued still. You know, you, you've been resting for eight hours straight. And now it's time to, you know, get up and start moving. And so your body is just really still groggy. Um, I think everyone still gets that to an extent, even though, you know, I it was like 
routine. My body would wake up automatically at 5 a.m. I still would feel that like grogginess. And the first thing I would do is wake up, drink water, um, kick off that digestion with, you know, a little bit of food and water. And that's the first thing you do. Um, and then from there, it was all about, okay, how can I get myself to, you know, go to the bathroom and get ready to be running um, in a few minutes or, you know, as soon as I need to get out the door. And so for me, it's, it's about movement um, for the first couple of minutes, just in order to wake your body up and kick off that digestive system. Cause you want to be able to go to the bathroom before you start your run, obviously. So it's, it's a lot of moving around the house. And so what I found that worked really well is that I would get like my laptop and all of my work stuff ready to go, have it like on the table, ready, set. So as soon as I'm done with my run, the only thing I have to worry about is showering and putting my clothes on. Um, so I'd like pack my lunch, like get the last minute lunch stuff ready, right? So you might like meal prep the night before, but it's like all the little details of everything and like lay your keys out, lay everything out so that it's like ready for after your run. Because the last thing you want to do after your run, I mean, you're tired. You don't want to like be having to remember details, right? Especially if you have like a really taxing workout. I found that like mentally I needed like a break after that. So I couldn't be set for, you know, putting together like a kid's lunch or like putting, putting like all of my things that I need for work together. I'm sharper like first thing um, in the morning than I was after a hard workout. So finding what works for you, like maybe that works really well. And then in addition to that, getting all those things ready, it, it kind of makes you, forces you to move and that forces kind of your digestive system to kick off and you get the blood flowing and you're like, okay, I'm ready for my run. And then as soon as you're back from your run, all you have to do is worry about showering and getting out the door. So it's about being as like efficient as possible with your time. Um, and then just not really like allowing a lot of room for lollygagging or if there is, if you do need to lollygag or whatever, or like have a little downtime somewhere in the morning, make sure it's like scheduled, right? So for me, my downtime was kind of the commute or like walking to work. I was like, I'm just going to walk really slow to work or whatever it may be. Um, you still have to like schedule in where you're going to rest or where you're going to mentally just like deload yourself from the craziness of the morning Um, because if you don't have those periods for yourself throughout the day of rest or rejuvenation meditation whatever you're not going to stick with your routine because you're going to say it's too freaking exhausting and it's like just wearing me out right Um, so the same can be said for you know an afternoon runner so flashing back to when I used to be more of an afternoon runner that was also a great routine and I think it's all about finding you know, what works for your life schedule. And in that situation, it's like my mornings were more of like my relaxation, meditation, like resting. They were more restful. They were longer, right? Um, and then it's like I tried to get my my energy bump towards like that middle end of the day around 3 p.m. Um, so that, you know, I could have that like energy for my workout. And then after the workout, that's kind of, again, when I went into more of like a lull, like I just wanted to go home, kind of decompress, lay on the couch, that sort of thing. So you really have to have um, the time for rest also scheduled in your day. Otherwise, it's going to be too much craziness of the go, go, go. Um, And I think one thing that works really well for us with having kids at home is the person who is doing the workout in the morning 
or in the afternoon, whenever you're doing your workout, you're not responsible for bringing the kid to school or daycare or whatever it may be. Um, it's the other person's commitment during that time. So like, let's say you're running in the afternoon. Well, when you're running, I'm picking up the kids, right? Or if you're running in the morning, I would be doing the kid drop off because I would presumably have more time in the morning because, you know, you, you spent time running. Um, and those sort of things, just small things here and there make a huge difference. And then also taking the rest days when they make sense during the week. So if you're someone who's committing to, you know, four days of running per week, you got to schedule those three rest, rest days like on your most exhausting days. Um, and I think that's one way that you can really commit to that consistency as well. So what do you find to be the best days for rest days um, for someone who has a really busy job? I know being a teacher, you probably had um, some pretty crazy days. So what are the best days or should they just be at random every week? Yeah, that could a lot of times depend on your schedule and, and what your job is. And I know as a teacher, for me, it was nice to kind of have Mondays off just because you want to kick off the week um, you know, strong. You want to make sure you have everything planned that you need um, so that as the week goes, it'll, you know, you'll have a lower amount of like outside work, um, to do. So, um, yeah, that, that worked well for me. I know that, you know, right now I have a few athletes that they like to do like Tuesday, Thursday rest. That way they're doing the Monday, Wednesday, Friday runs. Um, so it really depends on kind of like how much you're running. Um, at what point during the week do you feel like, uh, it might not be sustainable. So do you need a break midweek? Do you need it at the end of the week? So that way you can be good to go for your long run like Saturday or Sunday. So, um, maybe it's Friday and maybe that's your rest day because you do like a work social after, after work Fridays. Um, but yeah, you, you brought up a really good point about just like easing into it and making sure for me, those days where I shifted to morning running, um, you know, I'd wake up, I'd have like every minute planned out. Like I, I just, there were days where I get to work and I felt, yeah, I felt mentally exhausted. Like this isn't going to be sustainable long-term. And, um, you know, I found that I just needed to wake up earlier and I needed to not be so like pressed, pressed for time and like stress because then I was like neglecting, you know, I was neglecting just like the little things, um, like eating a better breakfast or doing the five or 10 minutes of like ab and core work after my run, stuff like that. So I wanted to be not rushed. And I really liked how you brought up like that morning time to kind of like rejuvenate. Um, it might be worth the 20 less extra minutes of sleep to give yourself that extra time in the morning that you need to not feel rushed. Cause sometimes you catch yourself like speeding to work just because you left the house a few minutes late. And then like your whole morning can get derailed and it all goes back to like, oh, is it really worth like waking up early to, to get this running? And so allow yourself extra time, just like you would probably any day, um, give yourself like an extra 15, 20 minutes. It's just nice to be able to mentally decompress for a little bit. So you don't feel like you're, um, you've had a stressful morning when you're starting your day at work. Um, especially if anything comes up, um, with, with family, like, you know, you got to take care of an accident around the house or whatever. You have a pet or whatever. You just never know. And so it's nice to have some extra time to plan for those unexpected things. Yeah, definitely. Life happens. And I think it's just important to to plan for extra time because like you said, things pop up, especially in the morning. And it's like maybe you got caught reading an email your boss sent out or something. The next thing you know, you wasted 10 minutes of your morning. And, you know, if you're on such a crunch schedule where every second is planned, well, you just, you know, you're going to be 10 minutes late to work and your boss already emailed you. It's just like, it's like a cascade event, right? So I would say, like you said, give yourself a little bit of extra time. And then also if you're going out on a run and you have between, you know, 
five and six miles, just cut it short if you're running <laughs> out of time. Don't don't be a, a don't be a hero and try to squeeze in every second, you know. And if you do have to cut around short, it's better to cut around like five minutes short than feel super rushed, right? Like you can always make it up some other time if 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 you feel like you need to. But most of the time, your body doesn't know the difference between that the f- extra five minutes of running. Um, so just. Make sure you adjust as needed and um, know that it just happens to everyone. You just kind of have to roll with the punches. And another thing that happens is sometimes people will end up, you know, having to skip a day for whatever reason. Like something pops up, like maybe it's, you know, an after work meeting that popped up, kept you late, or you had to go pick the kid up from school because they were sick or whatever it may be. Um, Things are going to pop up where you might not be able to get your run in because the schedule that you had. Um, it's just not going to work out for that day. And I think it can be really easy for people to kind of get derailed if, you know, one day doesn't go as planned and then you're on day two and then it's like, well, the whole week's shot. I'm just going to start again tomorrow. And so that can be like a, a hamster wheel that is really hard to get off when you start kind of making cascading excuses. So do you ever have a day where like you thought you were going to run and then you don't and then you kind of feel bad about it? What do you do in that situation? Yeah, I'll I'll typically try to plan ahead when I know those things are going to maybe happen. Like I have an extra thing on the schedule that day or whatever. So I'll I maybe switch things around before it gets to that day. Um, like schedule my rest day on that day or move my workout to this day to that day. So um, yeah, one thing I notice a lot of my athletes, they do a really good job of, of adjusting. If they plan ahead, they're more likely to make the adjustment and get their runs completed. Um, if they wait till the day of, sometimes the run just gets missed. That's what I see. And then they just have to like pick up the next day. So um, it's better to sort of anticipate those things. I know the unexpected things are going to happen and that's fine. Let's just try to, um, you know, the next day figure out like, what, is it better to do this, make up, make up this run or is it better to maybe do your workout a day early and then you can rest the next day? Like, what is it? And so I think just being, I think having the coach, having the training plan, that's an extra step of like accountability. Um but yeah, it's really about just trying to, um, you know, carve out that time and it may be shifting your runs around. Uh, maybe you're usually a morning runner. And so now maybe you're going to have to run in the afternoon or at night, or you're going to schedule a longer break over the lunch hour and try to get it done. Um, you know, I've also thought about the morning runs and a, a common thing for me was like, um, you know, I'd start waking up at like four thirty cause my body started to know like, Oh, you're going to get up soon to run. So those days I would just like get up. If I was getting up to go to the bathroom already, I would just get up the extra half hour, 45 minutes early because I, it was, I was already up. So mentally that was easier knowing like, okay, just stay up now, get your run done early. Then you won't be rushed. Then you'll have some extra actual downtime. You can like have coffee and check your emails from home before you have to leave in the morning. So those were pleasant mornings. I found that it wasn't any harder on, on me, like as far as missing out on that lack of sleep. When you go back to sleep for those 45 minutes, sometimes it can be really hard to wake up. Um, another tip too was thinking about um, if you have a treadmill at home and sometimes you're worried about like having to go to the bathroom or whatever, a mile or two in your run, just get up, get your first mile or two done on the treadmill, um, get warmed up, then you can use a bathroom and then you can finish up either outside or back on the treadmill. And that worked out well for me. Um, cause I know that was a worry that I had like, Oh, I'm going to run a mile or two and I'm going to have to use a bathroom. So that's something that I, you know, moved towards and it worked out well. 
Yeah, the bathroom thing. Yeah, it's, I remember that as well. Um, even if you don't have a treadmill, I think one thing you do is just kind of circle the blocks around yeah. your house, just run up and down the street. Um, and that can also be useful because usually that's where, like, the streetlights are, you know, maybe. Um, and it's less traffic, so you're just kind of chilling out before it, you know, gets... Uh, before it gets super light out. Um, but, yeah, the, I think that's another point is the the light. I know a lot of people don't like to run in the dark. I am included in one of those people. And so I will shift what time of day I run based on the season that it's in. So in the summer, I'm getting up. I'm, I'm out the door, you know, 5, 6 a.m., um, but if it is the winter, I am not going to do that. I'm going to be more of like a lunch runner, right, because I want to get out, get some vitamin D, Um and, and all that stuff. You want to get out when, when the sun's out and get, get some exposure to the sun. Cause up here in Minnesota, it's, it's brutal during the winter. Um, but I, I think that you can definitely adjust when you run. So you don't have to be set in stone and there's definitely no like additional benefit to running in the morning versus the afternoon. Um, you know, if you're an afternoon runner, you can still be super fast. If you're a morning runner, you can still be super fast and like hit your goals. There is no like pride in, in just being, oh, like I'm a, I'm a morning runner, you know. Um, it has to just make sense for your life and maybe like the stage of life that you're in and also like your, your lifestyle. So doing what works best for you and finding a routine that works for, you know, your family, yourself and your job, I think is huge. Um, and that's going to change throughout your time being a runner. So it's important to kind of be flexible and, and go into things with an open mindset. Um, if something does change, just find a new routine and a new way to make things work. So hopefully these tips were useful and you can use something to establish your new routine or if nothing else, it's just relatable for, you know, someone who's trying to establish a routine, hearing about the different challenges that we've faced over the years and kind of how we overcame them and came up with a routine for our training. So if you ever have any questions or you want to work with a coach, have a little bit more accountability, um, have something that's just more customized and personable for your training, we would love to chat more with you and get you set up on a free seven-day trial. If you visit our website at www.runforprs.co and fill out the form there, we can get you set up on a free seven-day trial right away. So thanks for tuning into this episode and until next time.